It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome, Peter. Great to be with you all. Thanks for having me. Happy that you're with us. So your New York Times bestseller is called Red Handed. And you're, it, you know, just to summarize very quickly, you talk about U.S. elites kind of in bed with the Chinese Communist government for personal benefit. Uh, this seems to tie in pretty closely with what we're seeing with those Biden documents, or maybe not. I don't know. What do you think? Is there some kind of connection between these two narratives? Uh, There possibly could be, uh, and I think that's why it needs further investigation. I mean, look, here's what we know. Beijing has a strategy called elite capture. It's pretty shrewd. It basically says, hey, in order to advance our interests, we're going to seek financial relationships with political elites in other countries, including the United States. They did that with the Biden family. They've done it with other people. Hmm. In the case of the Bidens, what we know, this is based on the laptop and on the U.S. Treasury Department's suspicious activity reports that were released by the Senate. We know that the Biden family, meaning Hunter Biden, his son, Joe Biden's son, and James Biden, his brother, received some $31 million from four Chinese businessmen. Those businessmen are named in the laptop. And when you look at those businessmen and you look at uh, sources on mainland China and documents in Hong Kong, you find that those four men all have ties to Chinese intelligence. And there's no evidence that the Bidens performed any legitimate services, meaning, you know, any kind of professional advice or guidance. They didn't bring a capital to the table in any business deals. So the question has to be asked, what did they do for that money? Uh, I don't believe these Chinese businessmen were operating as philanthropists. Mm. And that's where the new news about the documents certainly means uh, we need to figure out who had access to those documents, why they were there, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Congressman Garbarino is here. And during the break, he we were talking about the new select committee in the Congress on the Chinese Communist Party. So, Andrew, this is probably you're probably listening with your ears wide open to what Peter is saying. Oh, absolutely. And, and not just that, but uh, Chairman uh, Jamie Comer, who's the chair of oversight, has already said uh, there's going to be a lot of questions that the Bidens have to answer, specifically with a lot of these payments uh, and, and the ties to uh, the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, but the the select committee, which was a a huge bipartisan win for uh, Speaker McCarthy, over 100 Democrats voted in, in the creation of the select committee. So truly uh, bipartisan. Truly bipartisan, uh, not just through not reform. Just, not just through bullying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, we're going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of questions. Uh, chairman Mike uh, Gallagher from Wisconsin is, is going to be the chairman of the committee. And uh, it's going to be a heavily, uh, heavy focus on uh, a lot of issues dealing with the, the, not just, it's not just about China. It's about the Chinese uh, Communist Party. Right. And the other interesting thing is with the special counsel being appointed to investigate the documents, the Biden documents, and the linkage to the U.S. attorney in Delaware, they should be sharing information because this is not just about the brother or the son. This implicates the uh, the president of the United States, and they should be sharing information and joint venturing the, these investigations. So, Peter King, do you wish you were down in Washington right now to get your uh, your – well, hands Andrew, on all of this. Andrew stuff? took my place. He's doing a great job, so I'll leave it at that. Now he's doing a great job. No, but I think uh, for too long, both parties looked the other way in China. Republicans thought there's great economic opportunity to be dealing with China. Democrats, for whatever reason, have been really stifling any type of debate on China, whether it involves COVID, whether it involves subversion, whether it involves uh, uh, hacking into our infrastructure. And also, listen, there's a lot of more and more. I mean, when you think of it, if there was another pandemic, 
so much of uh, pharmaceuticals still come from China. Very so much of PPP still comes from China. So it's about time, I think, that we have this coordinated effort, and I'm hoping the select committee will focus so much on China. And also, not forgetting, there are threats to Taiwan, there are threats to the uh, Far East, and, and ultimately what, to the Peter, world. What about electric cars? All the, the natural resources necessary to make the batteries for electric cars right. are coming out, of, yeah. coming out of China. They control it. So while the Green New Deal is pushing for electric cars right, and let, electric Let's listen to Mr. Schweitzer. Let's see what he has to say. No, I think, I think everybody is correct. Uh, and I think just to show uh, the extent to which, uh, you know, there is uh, a fear or a desire to avoid uh, dealing with China, look at the issue of COVID-19. Um, the COVID-19 broke out, as we all now know, in early 2020. Uh, we have not had a single congressional hearing on the origins of COVID. This is a disease that's you know, killed, what, a million people, shut down our economy, uh, destroyed a lot of small businesses. We did not, for two years, have a single congressional hearing on the origins of COVID. Um, the Republicans now in control of the House have said they're going to do so, which I think is terrific. But this is a big problem, and I think it's a problem with this president. Uh, because look, the, the way that corruption works, uh, it's not always, oftentimes it's not uh, the political figure who's corrupt that takes the money themselves. It's a family member, for example, uh, that collects the money. And there is no discernible reason why these businessmen in China who, you know, one gentleman, for example, that uh, that set up a deal for Hunter Biden that, that netted Hunter roughly $20 million. At the same time he was doing that favor for Hunter Biden, he was business partners with the vice minister for state security in China, a guy named Jia Ming, who is the, who is head of the foreign intelligence operations of China, which is recruiting foreign nationals to spy to China. So this is absolutely about Joe, Joe Biden, and it's about self-enrichment, and we need to get to the bottom of it. So when you write a book like this, Peter, I, I got to think the paper trail is really hard to follow, getting the documents, getting the information. And I got you, you probably have to have a bulletin board like uh, Claire Danes did in Homeland just to keep track of the relationships <laughs> and the connections. How do, you, how do you tackle such a task? Oh, it's a great question. All the sourcing in my books um, are all open source, means mm -hmm. that, you know, I don't assert any kind of relationship. I don't use anonymous resources. It's all based on documents. In the case of the Biden family's deals in China, we actually have uh, Hunter Biden to thank. Um, we mm -hmm. first reported on this in 2018. Hunter Biden um, went to China in early 2011 while his father was vice president. So he had set up 18 months earlier a new financial consultancy called Rosemont Seneca. He had no background in finance. When his father was appointed by Barack Obama as the point person on China policy, Hunter Biden went to China and he met with the equivalent, if somebody had come uh, you know, to the United States, with the head of the Federal Reserve, the Treasury Secretary, the head of Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, you name it. He met with 11 of the top Chinese financial officials, and that was actually reported on a Chinese-language blog with pictures. And that opened up the trail for us to look at what sort of companies and investment deals he was involved in, uh, the, the people that he was doing business with. And then, of course, when the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, you know, became uh, uh, public, 
we were able to trace the knowledge we already have and add further details. So everything that I'm saying is not based on anonymous sources or an assertion. Mm-hmm. It's all based on a on a, a piece of paper that accurately reports what's going on. Peter Schweizer, thank you so much. If you're interested in more, the book is called Red Handed, and it's already a bestseller. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.